Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a really great show uh, tonight. But uh, first, we have a bunch of interesting Disney news that has really come out in the last week. Want to share? Some big news. couple big ones. Uh, I'm going to start with no races at Disneyland in 2018. Run Disney has canceled all their races. Finally refunded some money to the people that registered for the light side. They took your money, held on to your money, and then never told you anything. Now they're finally telling you things, and that is there are no races at Disneyland due to construction. That is their reasoning, which I get. They are doing a lot of construction around the parks in the parking lot to get ready for the Star Wars experience. Now, how happy are you that you did that the, one of those races last year? Oh, I feel pretty good about it. Because you weren't were running metal. one in 2018 anyway. No, no. So that worked out great for me. And you kind of wonder, like, when races do come back in California, if they're going to be bigger. Because, you know, a year off or two years off or three years off is indefinite, you know, at this point. They haven't announced when the next race is. Uh, it could be really packed and swamped or maybe, like, nobody shows up. It will be interesting to see. Well, it shocked me because we talked earlier in our Run Disney episode a few months back. It's just the amount of money that they make off that, of people traveling and staying at the resorts and how expensive those uh, runs are. It, it does surprise me that they're canceling them all together. I feel like that's a huge loss of revenue, though I understand with construction uh, that they want to make sure Star Wars Land is right. But uh, it does. It, I was shocked to see that news. I've I've heard and read some rumors that there was also some issues with the city council or some that city planning type people yep. um, with shutting down roads and various things. So, and I'll be honest, the second half of a half marathon in Disneyland is pretty boring because mm -hmm. you're just out on the streets of Anaheim. Um, so, I think the better races are in Florida already, but the better accommodations getting to the race, the whole that part of it was better in California. So if if you're still interested in Run Disney, go listen to our Run Disney episode with uh, special guest Donna Milligan. It was a good episode. So it was. You can learn all about the Florida races since they still exist. All right. And what's the other big news that kind of surprised me uh, this week? This one was big, and I don't think Disney was expecting some of the reaction that it got mm -hmm. and that is now they have some pet friendly hotels um so starting immediately when they announced it it was going to be art of animation um fort wilderness cabins yacht club and riverside now when they first announced it they didn't seem to know any details um they just kept telling people to talk to their travel agents not that the travel agents were told anything 
And so as the days progressed, um, this was earlier in the week, more information came out. You still can't get a straight answer as if the pets are going to be limited to certain rooms, uh, certain buildings. Um, now they're saying certain room categories, just the car suites at Art of Animation. Oh, now it's Little Mermaid too. Mixed information every which way. Um, personal feelings on this, as someone that's extremely allergic to dogs, not exactly thrilled. Um, because it's the slobber from the dog that you're actually more allergic to. It's not the hair, not that. You can kind of clean that. But if a pet were to sit on a bed all day long while their owners are at the park and slobbers on that mattress, you can't clean that out. And then say, I go in that room and that's the mattress I sleep on. You just ruined my entire vacation. So we're always really paranoid about pets. And one of the things we loved about Disney was we didn't have to worry about that. Um, service animals, yes, they've been around before someone's yelling at their um, headphones or iPod, you know, saying, hey, service animals have always been there. Yes, but the service animals go to the parks with people. Um, and service animals are more trained. They are not pets. They are service animals. There's a big difference. And I hope Disney continues to enforce that difference and not letting just pets into the park and keeping it as service animals. So uh, the Internet exploded. Um, basically, my wife has been on the phone constantly requesting the deep cleaning for lots of people because they are worried about allergies and pets being in the room prior. I think this is going to wind up costing Disney um, significant more money because just with my, my wife's client base that she's ha already has booked and is traveling in the next few months, she's requested a whole bunch of deep cleanings, which costs time and money from your maid staff, and uh, she has yet to book a pet. So I don't know. Read into that how you will. There's my rant is over unless you require more rant, Derek. Well, no, I just, my feelings are, I really hope that Disney kind of um, keeps it like 10 rooms at, you know, uh, art animation are designated to dogs. So, or, so hopefully they kind of keep it that way. They're not just like, yeah, whatever room, all the rooms can have them. Um, so hope they do that, I guess. It makes sense in my mind, but uh, I'm like you. I don't want to see a bunch of uh, dogs in the park. I do like, you know, service animals, and, and those are amazing. I agree that hopefully they can establish between the two. and um, But it'll be interesting, definitely interesting, if they have one person having uh, a seizure or something, you know, a reaction, a very negative one, it could do a lot of bad PR. Well, and Samantha, we have missed family Christmases because they've been at houses where they have a dog. And, you know, my aunt or uncle is always like, well, we'll put our dog away. Well, that doesn't do it. Your, your dog, you know, lives in this house. And um, Samantha, if she's around in a house with the dog not present, but the house the dog was in, very clean house, uh, she usually goes from perfectly healthy to pneumonia in about 48 hours. Mm. Um, so that's a huge concern for us as parents. Um, she's, I mean... We don't want to have to drug her up just to go into our hotel room yep. um, because there was a pet there two weeks prior. Um, so you can't clean away everything. Well, thankfully, they, it's only try. limited to a handful of resorts. So there are resorts that are, you know, no pets will be at. So you might just have Correct. to be booking with those. And that would be absolutely what we would do. However, we are booked for Art of Animation in about 30 days. And uh, they won't move us to a non-pet-friendly resort. They basically said we're stuck there. 
And uh, That'll so be that an was interesting trip report when we do that show. Hopefully, you know, they they moved us to a Nemo room because they're just supposed to be in um, uh, cars now. They finally said that. So hopefully there's no problems. We'll find out. But, I mean, if we're on a Magical Express full of dogs, that's not going to be oh, good either. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they're supposed to be kenneled on the Magical Express. We'll see how well they actually enforce that because I see how that gets enforced on airplanes all the time. And I could just hear the bark, 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 you know. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, that's what I want on vacation. This has been a big news thing that's already taken up, you know, a chunk of the show. So uh, Yeah, it was huge on Facebook, Twitter, Discord. It was nuts. So give us your opinion. Let us know your take. What do you think on that? Yay, nay. What are your thoughts on bringing your dogs? Yeah, it might be interesting if we have some listeners who are excited and uh, or, you know, bring Fido in. But fireworks, those are scary, too. I We could go on. This could be a whole episode. It really could have been. But, you know, the main, big thing is we would have booked a different resort if Disney had announced it um, to where we didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to complain about it. We didn't have to request a deep clean. Um, but they're not going to move us, so we don't have much choice. Well, that's traveling with dogs. We might have to do a whole episode on that because tonight yeah. we're talking about traveling with a family. It's Similar. A, it's a question. Well, yeah, you know, pets <laughs> are part of the family. Uh, it's a question that we've gotten a few times and kind of like this dog, it might it turned into its own show. So today we're <laughs> going to kind of give some of the pros and cons and strategies when you travel with just a family. And when we say family, we're talking extended family. You know, you got the the yeah. large group family, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, that weird cousin that you see once every five years. You know, everyone's wants to go on a Disney vacation. So should you do it? Should you not? Why? Why not? Is it a good time? Doug, you've done it before. Tell me about uh, your experience. Well, we did it. Like, why would you travel with family? Because, I mean, it's already stressful enough just having dinner sometimes so why do that well there's lots of reasons we uh we traveled with my parents to celebrate i believe it was their 40th yes 40th wedding anniversary we went on the disney dream for three nights but before that we went to walt disney world and so that was with my parents my sister her husband their baby my brother and his partner it's not the biggest group, but still, it was a group of 11, 12, and we did it again on a cruise just last November. But notice, this time around, we skipped the parks. We just went with the cruise. We decided that was way better with the family group, but we did it to celebrate. 40-year um, wedding anniversary, uh, that's a big deal. So it's kind of fun to celebrate, you know, honeymoons, weddings, anniversaries, Groups can travel for that. Any other reasons why you'd want to celebrate to travel, Derek, that I – maybe a big birthday? What are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Big birthday. I like that. Yeah. Another reason um, – I will say this, speak for my wife a little bit. She uh, books a lot of big family groups. This is way more common than it probably should be, where it's grandma and grandpa pay – for their kids and now their that's, kids' families that's the to, reason go. to go. That's the real reason to go because grandma's paying. So we see a lot of groups of, you know, two or three families of four and then grandma and grandpa. And, you know, 
they want to do something nice. They give it for Christmas a lot of times. That's a good reason. I think somebody else one time told me is more people equals more fun. I don't know if I buy into that philosophy. But then again, I could be a hermit in the woods and be okay. It depends what you're doing. I'm an extrovert, so I like being around people. But when it comes to Disney, I like to be the one in control where we're going and everything. So put a bunch of people, you're going to get a lot of opinions. Yeah, a lot of opinions. And those opinions sometimes don't always match. So that's kind of the why you would do it, um, traveling with the family. So where do you go after that? What After you know why you're going... I guess you got to have ways to manage the group, don't you? Absolutely. That's a, a lot of uh, itineraries to sync up. And uh, are, if grandma's paying, are you really expecting grandma to do all the travel planning? You know, it's interesting. So we'll use my wife's experiences again here. So she does this a lot, but she really likes it when she has one contact point with the whole group, mm-hmm. especially so it's grandma and grandpa paying. And then you got their three kids, and getting them all on the same page sometimes is difficult. And she'll get phone calls from like three of them, and then they won't tell the fourth person everything. And so she likes it when she has one contact point so that there's one source of information being fed out to everybody. That's one piece of advice is to have one person kind of in charge, mediate the travel planning. Um, most of the time, people tend to stay at the same resort so that they're near each other. But I'll be honest, when I went with our family, Michelle and I, we stayed at Art of Animation, and the rest of our family stayed at Coronado Springs. We say it was an accident. I don't know that anybody believed that. No, not at all. Not. I mean, we're a family of five, so we couldn't stay at Coronado. Coronado had the discount over Riverside, so it was like, eh. We stay at the resort with the discount, mom and dad, and we'll stay over here where our big family is welcome and accepted. And there's so, no dogs. No dogs. Yes, <laughs> at least then. Um, so that was one thing we did as a group. We didn't all stay in the same place. I don't know that it made it any harder or any more difficult. Uh, the buses all lead to the same place for rope drop, so it wasn't a big deal. The other big issue is the My Disney Experience. So you have two options. If everybody's not like a regular Disney person, you can get one person that manages the whole account, links all the reservations under one, everybody's names under one. It makes it pretty easy. Everybody logs into that one account. The other way to do it would be, you know, each family has their separate account and then you invite them to share plans that seems really difficult for some people. Derek, we did it just fine, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It worked great for just we, us, too. Yeah, we have different accounts, and we, we managed to merge them and For the record, share you did plans. all of that. I didn't, do, I didn't touch anything. You actually you had to. You had oh, to I do accept it. it. Yeah, was, you had hard. to. I click you, a button. I, I'm going to be honest. Michelle has some clients that have trouble with that, Derek. They have trouble. So she's... Always having to help talk them through fixing it and that sort of thing. So if nobody has an account, sometimes it's easy to just set up one My Disney Experience account. Um, I think one group of people even made their own email address that the whole family, like a family email address, and used that for their Disney account. Kind of made it real streamlined, real easy. So that's kind of a logistical nightmare sometimes, just getting everybody on that same account. 
Well, it's easy to get everyone kind of on the same account, except for maybe some some issues and get all the reservations uh, with the resort made. The question that you always get, and I know Doug and you and I are, uh, how do you tour together? How do you do the parks together? Do you rope drop together? Do you eat together? So let's dive right into those questions about doing Disney as a large group. These are the big questions, like yep. really. The rest of it was pretty easy. Um, the touring together or not. So we had one full day at the Magic Kingdom. Then we hopped to Epcot when I did it with all of my family. We toured together because it was one day. Um, I actually sent my mother ahead a couple steps all the time because she doesn't like to walk. She doesn't go on the thrill rides. So she had her own little plan. So she kept like she'd do one thing with us and then she'd meet us two rides later. So that was pretty crazy level of planning. Um, that's kind of a, a step above normal there. I, I, that's a bit extreme, right? Uh, is it a touch crazy? A little bit. Okay. So most people will book their fast passes together if, and this is only if, everybody's like the same height. If you have kids that are like 32 inches, you can't exactly book them, you know, flight of passage. So there's a lot of issues. Like you got to have kids with kind of similar age. If you have that wide age range, I don't know that you can book all your fast passes together. You kind of have to maybe book one fast pass together, the other two not together. You can divide up a group. A lot of people will do their fast passes like, say, their first one's at 10 a.m., do the three fast passes in a row. That's when they will see each other. Yay, we did them, and then goodbye. Uh, other groups will rope drop together and have a plan. And like, But to do that, you really have to have one person in charge making the decisions. You can't rope drop and go like to a couple of things and then be like, okay, everybody, what do you want to do now? Because then you start getting 17 different opinions. That's like asking a group of 17, what do you want on your pizza? Oh, well, a bit of everything, Derek. You want a bit of everything. So it's a lot easier to divide and conquer. Um, you want to be with your immediate family some, too. I know grandma and grandpa paid for the trip. You should stay together with grandma and grandpa. They should experience everything, yada, yada, yada. But then you just drive each other nuts, and then when you come home, you're probably never going to speak to each other again. That's not the goal of a Disney vacation. No, and that's always the the challenge because someone's going to want to ride some of the low-key attractions. Someone else is going to want to ride the e-tickets. So it is. It's a lot easier to divide and conquer, like you said. And uh, it's great to rope drop together. It's great to make dining reservations together. But that in-between time, if you have some older kids or some family that want to kind of do what they want to do, make sure. It, the goal of any Disney vacation is just make sure everyone gets to experience what they're expecting. If you, yeah. want, if you wanted those top tier attractions, great. If you wanted a rope drop, great. You know, definitely talk about those things before. I mean, we I know a family uh, that booked their trip uh, a little while ago, and uh, was like, "Oh yeah, we just we figured we'd get you know reservations when we got there, and we'll do our fast passes you know a couple days before." No, like those are the conversations you need to start having the minute you start booking with Michelle. Especially if you have a group of 11 or so. Mm -hmm. That makes it more difficult to get fast passes. So you got to be even more on the ball. And it's going to push things like Mine Train, Flight of Passage, further down the itinerary. You're not going to get those on the first day. So you have to be a little realistic about what fast passes you can get when. I think doing your if, – if 
the group you're with is same demographic. Doing your fast passes together is a great idea. It gives you a few attractions to experience together. They're things most likely you're going to want to experience no matter who you are, right? They're probably e-ticket type things. So as long as the height requirements match up, you know, go for that. But rope dropping together is difficult. I mean, we flat out told my family, if you're not there, we will leave you. And we say that on the cruises, too. Like, if you're not there for this, we just have fun. Catch up with us, whatever. And I don't know if they fully believed us or not, but they figured out real quick we were deathly serious. Like, deadly serious. Not deathly serious. That would be us dying. Deadly serious would be them. So Well, it is yeah. Rope Drop Radio. Michelle is the Rope Drop Queen. People need yeah. to know that you were there an hour before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, every park now, it seems you need to be an hour before. We used to always say 45 minutes. When this show started, Derek, we said 45 minutes. Now I say an hour all and the I time. And I still have, you know, family. I went on some family trips, and uh, it was, uh, the park's been open for an hour. Let's, you know, start making our way there. Mm-hmm. I remember that as a kid, and I'm just, wait, no, we need to get there right when it opens. We uh we went one time with one of my aunts and uncles and cousins to Disney World. We drove as well, so we were a caravan going down. That's I'm sure that that's was a whole, fun. That's a whole nother topic. A whole I don't ever want to do that. But you know, all my mom will really say about that trip was that there was a mistake. <laughs> so going with her sister, it was a mistake. That's about it. So you know, it's what you put into it, what you get out of it. If uh, you have trouble making the plans together, like maybe back off on what you're trying to do together in the park. Because once you add heat, crowds, lines, hunger, tiredness, you know, the emotions come out. So be careful how much you're trying to do together. Be realistic about your expectations, I think, is the biggest thing. But, you know, you can always meet up later. You know where the best place to meet up later is, Derek? Where would that be? Ohana. Oh, yes. Great restaurant to it's go family. to. It's family. And that's a great transition because there's only, when you talk about uh, fast passes, you know, that's going by the heights. But restaurants, there's some. Uh, there's only a handful of restaurants that, uh, depending on how big your group is, are you going to be able to seat a group of 25 high school band members together? Well, not at one table, Derek. Yeah. Not at one table. But, you know, I think eating dinner together every night is a great thing to do. Um, maybe not every night if it's a longer trip because you may have slightly different desires with your dining. Say one family has two little girls. The other family has two middle school boys. Yeah, you have slightly different things. The boys may not want to go to that princess meal. But overall, if you eat dinner together every night, it's a great way to sit down, talk about what you did that day, go – you know talk about what you're doing tomorrow and experience the dining t- as a group, as a family. One big thing about Disney world that a lot of other places that you travel to miss is that the dining is such an experience on this recent trip with Alden for his birthday. We ate at fifties prime time. And, you know, I was talking with the other guy that went with us and watching our sons interact with the waiter and like making fun of the decor and like, like you can't eat in a place like this anywhere else and like this is part of the attraction of disney world especially over disneyland you have way more dining options and so doing that as a family i think is huge and uh some of those restaurants really do a great job with larger groups we uh sat at one table as a family of 11 at cinderella's and 
you know, no problem. They treated us really good. The kids all had fun sitting with grandma and grandpa with my aunts and uncles, you know, not my aunts and uncles, their aunts and uncles. I think Claire managed to get a tiara onto her uncle's head who was like the last person you expected on. So Disney works a little magic there. Well, and I like the tip. Definitely try to meet up for meals. Uh, and those are ADRs. You probably want to definitely make sure you get 180 days out because it yeah. probably is a little bit more challenging to seat larger tables full of people. True. It is harder. So you got to be more proactive at getting them. You can't wait till the last minute. Like last minute dining, you can find a table for two or four somewhere because somebody cancels. But the odds of getting 12 or 16 in somewhere is a lot more difficult. Also, the dining plan is a great thing to have when you're traveling with a group of family or just a group of friends. We keep saying family, but this could be friends too. Um, the nice thing about the dining plan is when the bill comes, if everybody has the dining plan, it's like, oh, tap, tap, tap with the old magic band, you're done. No one's arguing about... Oh, I didn't oh. even think about that. Yeah, arguing like, over there's who no, There's no alligator arms. There's no... You know, and uh, I think they'll divide up, you know, you have to pay the tip. So you do still have to, like, watch for the old alligator arms on the tip. Make sure you talk about that in advance. But that's one of the great things about the dining plan when you're traveling as a group is you go eat a nice dinner. It's taken care of. Everybody's paid their share. And let's be honest, over a long trip like that, nobody's going to pick up the check every time. No. That'd be, uh, I mean... God bless I mean, them if they did. Grandma, grandma already paid for the uh, trip. She's hoping everyone else picks up the dining for Right? Like, if I was grandma and grandpa that paid for the trip, then I'd be like, you know, I paid for you to get here. How about you pay for me to eat? The steak is on you. And I'd tell him that in the middle. That's I hope Alden listens to this show so he can know that's his future. There you go. That's 20 years down the road. Well, yeah. no, maybe a little bit more. I forgot how you 30 years. I don't know when he'll be a grandpa. No, he's 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 ten, so ugh, tw I don't know. Let's not think that far. But yeah, I mean, the dining plan works really good for these big groups. Meet up for dinner; it's a great way to to go. And you know, some of the great restaurants for big groups are um, Beer Garden in Germany because yep. they have family style seating, uh, tables at eight or slightly bigger. And it's a buffet. Everybody can get what they want. It's good old-fashioned German food. Who doesn't like that? All kinds of strudely things and mac and cheese and pretzel bread, Eric. There's pretzel bread. I know. Um, I, I want to go back. I love pretzels. Yeah. Um, Ohana. I mean, Ohana means, it means family. family. So that's one, though, that would have to be like towards the end of your trip in order to get it for a large group. It's very difficult to get, let alone for a big group. Um, any other great large family movie? We did Cinderella's. I, uh, trying to think of other great big group ones at the top of my head. I know Beer Garden has the big seating. That's a real plus. Oh, Vina Pauly has some big tables too. And there you can argue about what to put on your pizza. Like there you, you go. Yep. Yeah. You get to have that argument. But once again, the dining plan, definitely the way to go with the groups. Um, then, I highly recommend that. Well, now I was going to finish up, uh, the big, one of the big things is making sure you guys all get together at the end, maybe to watch some fireworks. What do you think about reserving yeah. seats for a large group? You, you know, got, is that what grandma and grandpa are also there for? They're going to try and hold yeah. down a, 
a chunk Hold down for the a, spot yeah. for an hour and a half fighting people off. You know, it's real important that everybody understand if someone's going to hold space, like they're going to need something to hold it with, right? You can't just like stand there and say, oh, I have this saved. That does not work at Disney World. No, it doesn't. It, it makes so me if, how that doesn't work. You know, if you're going to send mom to go hold space, like she's going to need some backpacks and ponchos and a blanket to lay out there and like a stroller to fortify with type of thing. And I would say at the very minimum, everybody has to be there a half hour before mm-hmm. it starts. If they're not there a half hour before, tell them we'll see you at the resort. Because it's not worth that last half hour holding a spot for somebody. Because just how rude it would be to come through the crowd to get to a good spot. Because at that point, well, it's thick, especially the Magic Kingdom. So I would actually prefer everybody there. 45 minutes, especially now that you're waiting an hour, hour 15 to get a spot. The other way to go would be a dessert party. Then nobody has to hold the spot. Yep. Your money did for you because you paid for that dessert party. And you get to have a little dessert beforehand as a family. I think that, and you that's can a really, really good tip. And dessert parties are real mobile. You can kind of move around, chat, mingle. You're not stuck at one spot. Like dinner really depends on who you're sitting by, especially the bigger the group gets. Like you may only talk to four people, five people. But the dessert parties, you kind of move around a little bit. They're they're great for that. Another great thing for large families to do would be like book an Illuminations cruise mm-hmm. or a, uh, not a Wishes cruise, a Happily Ever After cruise, something like that. You can get some private charters too. And if your group's big enough, the private charter is better per person than the actual like Illuminations cruise. But Illumination cruises are really cool as groups and there's some dessert sorts of things with those too so there's some ideas there are those are some really good ideas i think number one though definitely make sure that you have a travel agent and a contact person to kind of be the alpha who is kind of organizing everything and that person has to kind of be on the ball they should be your planner um funnel questions through them that's kind of the best way to go and you know you're contact point has to do a good job of distributing the information to everybody and make sure everybody's on the same page uh, just managing your expectations big groups move slower mm-hmm. uh, plan your bathroom breaks so that you're not constantly taking one that sort of stuff. weird little things that you don't think about but that's the way to go well i think if we ever get ever get a rope drop radio mcknight sassman trip We'll probably meet at Rope Drop, meet for dinner, and that's about it. So uh, we do our fast passes together. Oh, if yeah. your kids, if my kids you know, ever grow, grow. Yes. yeah. Once your kids hit forty-eight inches, we're set, Derek. We nope. rope drop a couple things. Um, my wife kind of runs without running, right? She says, don't run. She's right on that borderline, so you got to keep up. Um, tell Olivia to get her legs moving. We'll we'll so, do. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh, so that, that trip by, oh, what's that? What else? It, we totally forgot. You have to make sure you get the family picture in front of the castle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Like you got, somebody gets the memory maker. If you're all on one account, it mm-hmm. works for everybody. Uh, memory makers worth its weight in gold for these big groups, but you got to get a picture in front of the icon a couple different times. Cause you never know, you know, how it's going to go. And then that way you have it for your Christmas cards that's totally necessary. And do you need to have matching outfits for that picture, Derek? Absolutely. No. I love 
I love seeing the massive family groups. I, I mean, you've seen them in the 20s oh. and 30s all wearing uh, uh, blah, 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 Smith family vacation yeah. 2017. There's like and there's just like a mil- All of a sudden you're surrounded by red shirts all in the family vacation. We had that yeah. happen at a California Adventure. Declan and I did going to Cars Land. And all of a sudden we were in line with was like everyone. I'm like, is this how big is your family? Yeah. Or you, so the, my other favorite one is the band shirts or like the oh, cheerleading yeah. competitions or all yep. like at the studios and all of a sudden like 50 cheerleaders all in their same uniform uh, or T-shirts and just like, oh, my gosh, how did you pull this off? Yeah. So the matching shirts does make it very easy to find your group yep. the whole day. It makes it a lot harder to lose like, you, you know, your nephew because, you know, your sister's not going to watch him run around. So – you have to, so if they're in the outfit, yeah, I mean, I get it, but, oh, man, Michelle never really makes us match, so to speak, but sometimes we do themed, yep. like, we, we did the Rapunzel theme on one trip, and I don't know, I think we she We all have has, rope drop radio shirts. We got our rope drop radio shirts, so. We'll have to do that I, in front of the castle. Themed shirts is one thing, but matching... Just don't get a shirt that says daddy on it. That that I don't ever want to wear one that says you know, you see like the mouse head and then it says daddy and then you're you know, mommy and then you got the kid's name and kid grandpa. One, kid two, kid three. Oh Daddy. I just I floors me anybody walks around all day in that. The other shirt that I really did not I don't like to see that I saw on the last one was it said most expensive day ever, which is a twist off the uh, best day ever from mm-hmm. Rapunzel. Yep. See a lot of best day ever's and then the dad's wearing most expensive day ever and like, yeah, only if you did it wrong. If yep. you do the math, you can do Disney and it's not the most expensive day ever. I've been lots of places more expensive, buddy. But uh All right. Well if you are right. yeah, if you're lots of people love shirts, I don't. Doug doesn't, but if we Derek said yes. I, I said yes. That. I love them. That's why I that's why I, when we go, I made made you make sure you had your rope drop radio shirt. I gave you a hard time for not even bringing it on the last one. So I, with you I and all You did. So wet and hot, I would have been under a poncho anyway. All right. Well, I'm sure there's a whole nother episode on Pinterest and Etsy and all sorts of shirt makers that we can, that, you know, people set up shops. It's amazing. Uh, not that, the just for that. So that's, no, I'm not either. So, but, uh, if that is, you know, more power to you, we'd love to see it. So definitely if you do have a large group, uh, make sure you tweet at us or picture at us. Cause, uh, I like the shirts I think it's kind of fun. So, um, but- Shell just texted me What'd to harass say? me while recording. She's like, remember, you're wearing matching shirts on Thanksgiving. Oh, even oh. better. Yes, I'm going to love that oh, picture. Oh, she caught me. That picture will me. go viral. I will like it and share it for sure. Uh, very exciting. So you'll do <sighs> it. That's I'll what... do it because I'm told to. Because so. you love Disney vacations. And really, matching shirts, there. everybody does it. So yeah. why not? So you got it. I love how that's the it, end of the show is uh, we started with the, like the why. And then in the end, we're talking about matching shirts and uh, square but heads. It, no matter what, if that is something that you want to do, a family vacation at Disney World can be absolutely magical, uh, especially if you do it right and you have to plan it and just use a travel agent. Make sure you get your ADRs way in advance. Make sure you get those fast passes and uh, you'll have a great time. 
That is right, Derek. Matching shirt or not. I like themed. Themed shirts. Themed shirts. Yeah, I themed. like that. That's what we did. We did that on our last trip. We all had different Mickey shirts on and stuff like that. Right. So, so, but yes, if you are thinking about booking with a large family, we of course recommend the Rope Drop Queen herself, who is eavesdropping on this show as we speak, Michelle McKnight. She's the Beijing travel agent. She is booking our sixth trip. Uh, so excited to have her keeping uh, keep that going with us. And I know she does a lot of large trip uh, for a lot of large families. And hopefully she everyone does. hopefully everyone gets two opportunities. One that grandpa and grandma pays for them sometime. That's right. And the other one that when we become grandparents, we pay for our grandkids. Yeah, and I think the one in between would be after the one where you go with like your siblings and their families. You're like, we're coming back, but without these people. You, yep. You got to get that trip into. Yep. And then all, and we didn't even touch on the family Disney cruises. That'll be a whole nother episode. No, but I definitely do like those better as a family. Because then trip. you can you can hide from family a little oh, bit easier. It's it's so much more relaxing. Dinner is perfect. Yep. Every night. So it just yeah, and the show and it's set up real well for families. All right. Well, we want to hear from you. We want to see your pictures and shirts. We want to know more what you think about having dogs now allowed in some of the resorts. How does that affect with maybe your allergies or your travel plans even? And, of course, if you're thinking about booking, we are putting Michelle McKnight's uh, email in the show notes. So be sure to click on that even just to get a free quote or what a trip could cost for your large family because we didn't even talk about prices when you're paying for 20 people, uh, no matter what, people should just realize it's going to be more expensive, the bigger, or, uh, you know, if grandma's paying for everyone. Unless you divvy up the rooms right. Yeah. There's there's some time, Michelle, like, they'll say, oh, we don't care who goes in what room, and she'll work some magic and, like, slip them in the right places and to where it's less rooms. Or maybe you go to a resort with, you know, two-bedroom villas and that sort of option. So there's some things you can do to work a little magic on that use a travel agent in the end that is what we finish with use a travel agent and you'll be fine there you go all right well be sure to go on to social media uh, facebook and twitter and look for our page on there and we'd love to hear from you we're going to be posting some questions and some pictures throughout this week on the show topic and so that is all the time that we have for today. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.